Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, it is FMC. I'm Jeremy. It is Tuesday, May 16th. That is SP3. And SP3, let's go to church. Welcome to the LMC, the Laker Morning Church. That is my brother, Jeremy Lambert. I am a SP3, Reverend SP3, Preacher SP3. And we are here for a glorious day, ladies and gentlemen, because the sun has come out. The sun has come out and it is shining on Los Angeles. It is shining on LeBron James. It is shining on Anthony Davis. It is shining on Rui Hashimura. It is shining on Dennis Schroeder. It is shining on D'Angelo Russell. It is shining on Malik Beasley, even though he on the bench, he's still shining on him. It's still shining on the bench. It's not over him. He's sitting on it. It's shining on him. It is shining on Darvin Ham. Because, you know, you know, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the heathens, the sinners will come to you and say that you're doing something wrong. When you're just doing your job, when you're just living your life. And that's what Darvin Ham learned this season when my Los Angeles Lakers started off two and ten. He just had to keep going down that righteous path. And he did just that. He did just that. He instilled the faith that we would overcome. And that's what we did. And it is shining on Darvin Ham. It is shining on the Los Angeles Lakers. It is shining on the city of Los Angeles because my Los Angeles Lakers, all Los Angeles Lakers, have made it to the conference finals. It's not the promised land, but we're very close. We're one step away from the promised land. And although, although, although the prophet Isaiah got the number of games wrong, it wasn't Lakers in five. It was Lakers in six. Six is our lucky number. We are reversing the times when six was an evil number. We are making it a glorious number because the Lakers is finished these folks off in six games that's how we do that's what we're gonna do today ladies and gentlemen welcome to the lmc and you know there's a particular name a particular name that i didn't mention when i said lebron james who dropped 30 points, nine rebounds, nine assists, his best game in the playoffs since the 2020 NBA Finals Game 5. That's the first time since Game 5 of the 2020 NBA Finals that uh that LeBron James dropped 30 in a playoff game. 
I didn't particularly mention, uh, you know, someone besides, you know, I mentioned Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis with 17 points, 20 rebounds. How you like me now? Yeah, I didn't mean I mentioned Rui Hashimura, Rui Hashimura, Rui Hashimura, because I was a believer. I wasn't like Peter. I wasn't like Peter that denied Jesus Christ three times. No, no, no. I didn't deny Rui Hashimura. I said his name 93 times just to prove that I had faith in Rui Hashimura when it came aboard, when it came to the to the to the to the city. I'm a, I was like Chris Farley in Beverly Hills Cop. I embraced the Japanese culture. I embraced the karate and I embraced Rushi Hashimura. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. D'Angelo Russell, he was on a bad path. He he was he was ending happy homes the last time he was in Los Angeles, but this time he's hitting the three. He's making you believe. But I didn't mention he Because I got some hymns, plural, for you. Because hope be my anthem, Lord, when the world has fallen quiet, you stand beside me and give me a song in the night. And Revis, I need you. Every moment I need you. Hear now this grace brought hearts sing out. Your praise forever, beautiful ashes. You find the weak and contrite Shoulders, it's burdens. He shouldered the burdens of the Los Angeles like us and carry it into the night. Revis, Revis, I need you every moment. I need you. Yes, we needed Revis to be the number three, the need the third best player to complete the, the, the big three in Los Angeles. And that's why he was joy. He was joy to the world, joy to the world, joy to the world. Let her receive her king. Let every heart prepare room. Let heaven and earth, let heaven and earth and nature, let heaven and earth and nature sing. Let heaven and earth, let heaven and earth, let heaven and earth. Everybody sing, heaven, 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 nature, rejoice to the world, joy to the world. I read this, amen. Receive a king. Yes, yes. And we overcame the reigning NBA champions, the reigning NBA champions, the Golden State Warriors. We overcame the light-skinned assassin, Steph Curry. We overcame Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson couldn't do it. He tried to do it. He tried to dedicate it to all great Kobe Bean Bryant. No, no, no. You won't do that in Los Angeles. You won't do that. You lost your shot in Los Angeles when you gave me crypto.com, crypto.com, the form of the, the form of Staples Center. You lost your shot. You lost your shot. And it was a wrap. There was no water in that Jordan pool. Oh, no, 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 no. 
Golden Pool. Oh, no, no, no. And, and Draymond Green. Draymond Green. The grass wasn't greener on the other side. It wasn't greener in the SoCal like it wasn't North Cal. No, no, no. But you know what we're going to do. Lately, I've been going through some things that really got me down. Oh, yeah, because Dream, I like to stop. Right? I need somebody somewhere to so, so help me come uh, and turn my life around. Oh, what they say? What they say when the liquor say? I can't explain it. <laughs> I can't obtain it. Oh, no, Jesus, your love. So, it's so amazing. Yeah, I guess me high up to the sky. <laughs> when I think about your goodness, it makes me wanna stomp. And when people say stomp, make me clap my hands, make me wanna dance and stomp. Oh, my brother, can't you see? You can't just see the liquors in the conference line. I got the victory. Yeah. Stop. Oh, stop. Yeah. We stopping all your warriors. What I think about that goodness and the fullness of my God. Yeah. A bit of spirit. Oh, make me thankful, pity to be hateful then grateful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the people say, yeah. Okay. The Lord brought me through this far. You're trying to be cute when I praise him. Oh, oh, oh. What they say when they say, hey, I promise to stomp. Oh. Oh, the Lord. Oh, the Lord is coming. The Lord is here. Oh, the Lord is here. The Los Angeles Lakers in the conference finals. We are here. We, we came from 2 and 10 to the Western Conference Finals, the greatest seven seed in the NBA playoff history, ladies and gentlemen. We overcame uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, we, got, we, got, we got Dylan Brooks up out of here. We got Bullet. He tried to come to the pearly gates, but we was like, no, you turn your butt around. Now he don't he ain't even going back to Memphis. Oh, we got we got we got Dra Moran pulling out the gat on IG Live. Oh, 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 I don't know what's gonna happen. We're gonna break up the dynasty. We're gonna break up the dynasty of the of the Warriors next. What's gonna happen? What's the fallout to that? And then what's next? What's next, ladies and gentlemen? The Denver Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets, I'll give them credit. They got the real MVP, Nikola Jokic, and Nikola Jokic, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nikola Jokic, you're like Superman. You can do it all. You can do it all. You're impervious to pain. You're faster than a speeding bullet. Now, you're pretty slow. But you you, you get your bullets just bounce off of you because you just pass the ball out. You get the rebound. You can drop 50. You can drop 20, triple-double. You can do it. Oh, but your kryptonite is Anthony Davis. You remember the last time. Oh, 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 they try to laugh at me in this chat. They try to laugh at me in this church. Oh man, I felt like a heathen. I felt like I felt like the 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 the, the baby, the very religious woman who walks in after she got a divorce because y'all tried to come in here and try to tell me the bubble the bubble playoffs ain't count, but it looked really familiar these conferences. <laughs> They're really familiar these conference finals because it's the same four teams. It's the same four teams that were in Orlando. They are here in the conference finals. And I just got a simple, it's a simple equation, ladies and gentlemen. It's a simple equation that is going to get us the win. Denver Nuggets, Chicken Nuggets, 
chicken tenders, chicken parmesan, chicken cutlets, <sighs> chicken and rice, Lakers and six. Lakers and six. It can be Nikola Jokic. It can be the Joker. It can be the Penguin. It can be Mr. Freeze. Poison Ivy. Uh, Scarecrow. Lakers and six. Lakers and six. <laughs> Lakers and six. Lakers and six. It can be Jamal Murray. Brittany Murray. Eddie Murphy. It don't matter. It's Lakers and six. who is in the chat trying to deny my words or the same people who denied me when I said the Lakers would beat the Memphis Grizzlies. They denied me when I said the Lakers would beat the Golden State Warriors. You're going to deny me the third time. You're going to be like Peter denied Jesus Christ. You're Judas. You're Judas Priest. You're Judas. You're Judas. What have I become now that I've betrayed? And you betrayed yourself by going against my word. I try to tell you the word. I try to tell you what's going to go down. You can place your bets on it and you would make some money, but nobody want to listen to me. They want to deny and deny and deny and deny. You're in denial. That's the first step to recovery. You gotta deny, and then you gotta accept your fate, and the fate is legacy six. Legacy six. I have the holy water here. <laughs> I feel like you need some holy water. That's <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking off the, off the, off the, off the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Oh, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Ladies and sticks, I do need to take off this jacket because I'm hot. <laughs> oh my gosh, people! Who said in the chat? Uh, Trey Jones, the sermon's lasting longer than. You said that at like the eight minute mark, and I was like, he's gone 10 minutes before. That was about 13 minutes right there. That <laughs> <I> was 14. <laughs> it's getting longer and longer. Don't let us don't let us be 3-1. Don't let us be 3-1 next Tuesday. Don't let us be 3-1. You you wanna you wanna you wanna you want a samba? You want a samba serving? It, it could be two, two, one, one, however it is. If you want a samba serving, you better hope. You better hope y'all go against the Lakers. Y'all trying to bet against the Lakers. You're trying to put everything against us. Don't worry. Don't worry. People have denied LeBron James time and time again, and he has overcome. So it is. I am. I I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh man, that 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 stop performance. That stop performance got a lot. Oh, that was so good. Oh, that killed me. That killed me. Oh, that absolutely killed me. That was so good. 
Uh, all right, let's 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 exit the church peacefully. Quiet, everyone stand. Everyone, as SP3 exits, everyone stand. Be blessed by what we just witnessed there. What we witnessed every Tuesday on Lakers Morning Church. Let's uh, go unbiased here, SP3. Let's let's talk about the Lakers and Warriors series, right fast. Like I said, uh, whenever we did our preview of. Clay Thompson needed to be better than Austin Reeves. Clay Thompson wasn't better than Lonnie Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Lonnie, Lonnie Walker, Walker was better than Clay Thompson. So, so that look to me, that's what it comes. That's why the the Warriors lost. Clay Thompson wasn't good enough. Jordan Poole, you kill, you did kill me on there. Ain't no water left in the Jordan Poole. That one was tremendous. Jordan Poole was bad. He was good game one, the game they lost, and then after he took that potentially ill-advised uh, chuck shot at the end of the, the game there to, to try to win it, or at least put him up, I don't know if he scored a point the rest of the series after that shot. Like It didn't feel like it. Jordan Poole wasn't good. Clay Thompson wasn't good enough and then the rest of the warriors look they steph was as good as you would hope he would be draymond was basically what you're going to get out of draymond he was great in uh game five um you know the rest of them they're they're not meant to be in those roles wiggins was still a little banged up clay and jordan Poole weren't good enough that's what it comes down to when you're getting outplayed by i don't think it was a big surprise that like austin reeves was good and everything I think people expected that from him. D'Angelo Russell, uh, you know, he, he can be hit and miss, but he, he had a couple of good games. You're not played by Lonnie Walker, who was not playing in the series before, like, game two. Like, you're going to lose. If, if, you're, if you're the Warriors and your second best player and really your third best player offensively are getting outplayed by a dude who was not in the rotation at the start of the series, that's why you lost. That's why you lost. And it's it, it and you you talked about Jordan Poole, but like it it's ridiculous. It like that that really is the downfall for him was missing that shot in game one because game one he has 21 points, seven of fifteen. Then the rest of the series looks like a freaking bank account. He had six points in game two, he had five points in game three, zero in game four, eleven in game five, and seven. In game at seven, in game in game six, Jesus Christ! It wasn't good enough. He went. They paid him all that money in the off season, and look, he had he was great in the playoffs last year for them. His regular season wasn't terrible or anything. I think they probably expected a little bit more, but he wasn't bad during the regular season. His numbers, at least, looked good. Playoffs, he disappeared. And there could be a number of reasons for that. It could be, you know, partially Lakers defense was good. When you start off your season getting punched by the dude who's supposed to be the leader, who's supposed to be the glue guy of like, oh, we can't trade Draymond. He's the guy who holds us all together. He holds us all accountable. He's the guy we look up to. And he's punching your your guy who's supposed to lead the next iteration of the Warriors. This is the guy who, he was never going to be Steph Curry, but he was supposed to be that little bridge there of like, oh, when Steph ages out, Jordan Poole, it's going to become his team. And your leader is punching this guy. I don't know what that does to a, a person mentally. And I don't think it helps. That's for certain. I mean, look, Jordan Poole, he carried on in the season, acted like it was no big deal. 
we saw different footage and everything. And that that's, you know, Jordan Poole kind of blowing off uh, Draymond uh, in games and everything. Like, I don't know what it does to a guy mentally. I don't think it helps. And now we'll see what happens with the Warriors. I They got some decisions to make in the offseason. My guess, my guess is they try to retool and go for, you know, one more. Steph is still really good. He's 35. He's still really good. Draymond's there. He probably wants to get paid. Clay, he was good. His numbers were good in the regular season, but you could tell he just didn't have that explosiveness that he used to have, which is understandable given all the the surgeries he's had. Defensively getting cooked that we haven't seen Clay get cooked like that uh, in his prime. And then just, he wasn't great in the playoffs. He, he would have a good game or two, but he wasn't great in the playoffs. But I think they're going to try to extend this Steph window. Maybe that means trading uh, uh, Moses Moody. Maybe it tra- means trading Jonathan Kaminga. You know, maybe maybe it means trading. Um, maybe it means trading Jordan Poole. I don't. I don't know. But I think they're going to try to retool and give the Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, Looney, uh, kind of core there another shot or two at it yeah it's a it's a it's a steep downfall for uh clay in these postseasons because he had a really good season because coming off of all the injuries he had 22 points uh four rebounds he shot 43 percent from the field but 41 percent from three and then in the postseason it just dropped dramatically like he had a great game uh, a couple of games in uh Sac- the Sacramento series but uh overall in the postseason he averaged 18 and a half points so three points down from his regular season total uh four rebounds but the shooting was just not as good 38% from the field 37% from three still good from three but overall his shooting just wasn't up to par and wasn't up to par against the Lakers either so yeah, I mean, I, I do think that they need to retool, put some people around uh, Steph, some shoot, give them give them more, I guess, shooting and some people that can can also score on the inside. I think Wiggins, he was the most consistent player outside of stuff in that series against the Lakers. So you keep him around Draymond Green. I I kind of think he's going to opt into his final year uh, in his player option. He's getting, he's going to get 27 million and I don't see any team giving him 27 million next year. So yeah, he's, it's wise if he decides that he wants to opt in and he said that he wants to stay with the golden state warriors, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if you trade Jordan Poole at this point, because who's going to want him after that series. Who's going to want him? Okay. Yeah. uh, Like, it's easy to, to get caught up in this one series type of thing. I agree. His value is not great right now, but at, at the end of the day, Jordan Poole's what, 23, 24? Like, I, how old? Let me look up how old Jordan Poole is. He's 23. Not like he's an older player. The contract, not great because uh, he just got paid all that money. At the end of the day, he's a, he's a 23 year old point guard who can, a decent enough playmaker, can get hot. Might just need a, a might just need a different environment at this point. Like might just need a different environment. I don't know if if him being near Draymond is good for him at no. this point. Like I I don't know. Like it doesn't. You know he he was asked about his relationship with Draymond. And he's like you know we're we're teammates. Like that's it. It's obviously not great when dude's punching you in the face. I, I maybe a change of scenery 
can, can help him. And I think other teams will look at that and be like, you know what? We've seen him be good. We we've seen, we've seen him be very good in the playoffs last year. He has a lot of tools you would like in modern NBA with, with his length, with his shooting, with his just overall scoring, you would like him to improve in some areas, but I don't know how much he's going to improve under the Warriors with Steph Curry. And and this is not a knock on Steph Curry. It's just, it's his team. It's Steph yeah. Curry's team. He's going to be running the show. And they, and they want Jordan Poole, I think, to play a lot like Steph Curry. And that's what everybody was like, oh, watch Jordan. He's going to relocate. Steph's going to teach him so much. And I, Steph Curry, I don't know if he's got time for all this. Steph is trying to win titles still. He ain't got time to be a leader. And he is a leader, but he ain't got time to be like, okay, let me teach these young guys the ropes and everything. He's still in his prime. He's still trying to win titles. I think Jordan Poole still has value. I think he still has value. I think, especially if it's a package with someone like Kaminga and Moody. That's yeah, exactly. Get them at least one, and they can get that one player that they probably need to be back as a contender. But Jordan Poole, man, that fall from grace in the postseason because the regular season he had twenty. He was he scored twenty points on forty three percent from the field, thirty four percent from three. Have you seen his postseason numbers? Oh, they're bad. They're bad. I, Ten I don't points call them- down. He's 10 points down. He averaged 10 points per game, three and a half assists, 34% from the field, 25% from three. It was he wasn't good. He disappeared completely in the uh in the Lakers series outside of game one. He was good in game one. They lost that game. Again, I'm not sure he scored. I know he did, but it didn't feel like he scored the rest of the series. He just he felt very invisible. And for a guy making that much, for a guy who's supposed to be the spark off the bench, for the guy who's supposed to carry the offense when Steph sits and everything, he wasn't good enough. When you're getting out, when you're getting outplayed by Lonnie Walker, you're you got issues. Got issues. He wasn't good enough, and you know I, I don't know what to to say about Jordan Poole. I, I still think there's some value there. I was never uh, as high on Jordan Poole as clearly the the Warriors were when they gave him that contract. But he he simply wasn't good enough, and now they got they got decisions to make with, with a lot of their with a lot of their roster. And again, my my guess is they try to retool around their core three and still make another run or two out of it because there's no sign that Steph is really slipping. And as long yeah. as Steph is playing at this level, you can't afford to like punt on seasons. And, you know, you, we talked about our, or a lot of people talked about the uh, like the overall mood. And like when it comes to the Warriors, their timeline got very messed up by those bad seasons when they ended up with Wiseman, they ended up with Kaminga, they ended up with Moody. And like these young guys coming in here, you know, they're, they want to play, especially when you're that high of draft pick. Like Wiseman was like second overall, Moody and Kaminga were were top 10 picks. That was a bust. That was a bust for them. Wiseman as the second pick. Yeah. I, I think I shall, I thought they should have traded that pick up immediately because there was no sign that Steph Clay and Draymond were gonna be like done done they were injured and everything but there was no sign they were gonna be done done on that like they should have I feel like they should have traded and that was the the report the rumor was like oh they might trade in uh I forget all the names that were out there for them to go after I know like Durant was even remember last year remember we were talking about it the before last season there was talks of them uh trying to trade that for um for Siakam yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Siakam. 
Yeah, Siakam like was they, the big name that they they said that people were talking about at that time, and I th- I thought before last season that's what they were gonna do in the in the regular season because I was like I don't see this James Wiseman experiment wait, working out, and it didn't work out. So here we are. Now it seems like they didn't they didn't pay off on any of these young guys that they got. Jordan Poole, maybe it's an aberration what happened in this series and maybe he can get back to where he is, but like you said, I think that the mental thing is the thing that really messed him up and I don't know how he stays on the same team as Draymond after what went down this season. I I'm not sure how either. It's a it's a tough situation for the Warriors in a situation they kind of put themselves in. But what, what I was saying about the young guys is like, these guys want to play. They not only want to play to just because they're basketball players and they just want to play like they, they want to play to, to grow, to, to improve, but to get paid too. Like you, you come to your next contract and it's like, okay, well you're averaging two points in, in five minutes. Like we ain't paying you that much. It's like, wait a second. I'm coming off my rookie deal as a number two overall pick all these other guys are getting these big fat contracts out of this. And because I'm not playing, I'm not going to get paid off of it. Like this, this weighs on these young guys. So it's the, the mix, the mix ain't mixing for, for a lot of these guys, the timelines did not line up. And now sadly, and not if you're a Warriors hater, uh, uh, you know, they ended up trading Wiseman for just Gary Payton and Gary Payton, the third good player, but he is the number two two overall pick, and you and you, you had Gary Payton. Payton. You yeah. just didn't want to pay him. That that's right. like, like, a reverse. Like what is what are we doing? But they, like, Kaminga, Kaminga, and Moody might have value, but they don't have as much value as they did, you know, as the fourth or the the fifth and sixth pick, whatever they were in the draft. I think it was I think it was actually like seven. They still like se- seven and eight overall picks in the draft. Like that pick has more value than Moody and Kaminga have right now some teams are going to take a shot on them i'm sure if they if the warriors offer them up but the value ain't there like it was a few years ago when it's like oh these guys are like raw prospects we can build now it's like oh we haven't seen enough out of these guys like no why why are we going to take a flyer why are we going to give up guys on our roster to to take a flyer on on them when they haven't proven anything for for you and now they're older and now we got to reshape some things they put themselves in a tough situation, and but again, they did it to themselves with the why when they tried to mesh these two timelines, which were way over here and way over here, they, they didn't add up. Yeah, it, it didn't work out the way they wanted it to. They thought they can do like the perfect balance of have a championship contending team with these young players that they were able to assemble when Steph and Clay were injured, but. All of that saying, all the things that the Golden State Warriors did wrong in this series, we cannot take away from what the Lakers did right. The Lakers in these first two series with Memphis and Golden State have done an exceptional job of controlling the the points in the paint, being very dominant when it comes to points in the paint, and the free throw differential, despite Steve Kerr trying to to, uh, uh, honey dick the freaking referees into calling shady shady fouls and uh not making it balance and giving giving warriors fouls for stuff that weren't even fouls so yeah it didn't matter it didn't matter because the los angeles lakers proved themselves to be better than the golden state warriors and now we got we got a another hard test ahead of us with the denver nuggets but on the other hand 
I think that we are the toughest test of the of the Denver Nuggets so far in the playoffs because the so far in the playoffs the Denver Nuggets have faced a mediocre Minnesota Timberwolves team and they have faced uh, uh, they didn't even verse a team in the last round. They first uh, four players that turned into three players that turned into two players because that's not their fault. That's DeAndre, not their fault. No, no, you 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 play who's in front of you, but they have not been tested yet. And while the Lakers have been playing basically playoff games since March, Denver Nuggets are finally going to be playing a real playoff game. Uh, they finally played. I will say they finally played some real playoff games. Uh, in in this last series, maybe like game four, game five, game six, they dominated five and six, but they played a little bit. The Phoenix Suns weren't even a full team. Now they're versing an actual playoff team that has proven and tested that have been playing playoff, basically playoff games to get to this point since March, while the Denver Nuggets really haven't played a lot of hard games since I don't know, early in the season, because they got that big lead by like February where they were the number one seed and they really have have had they played consistent basketball. They're one of the deepest teams in the NBA. They have a well-constructed team and their core has been together for so long. And uh, their coach, uh, Mike Malone, is one of the one of the better ones in the NBA that doesn't get a lot of credit. All that withstanding, I don't know if they have been tested these playoffs like the Lakers have. They were 2-2 against the Phoenix Suns. So if they lose game five, then you know they, they, then it's a 3-2 series. They were in a, a non-advantageous position against the Phoenix Suns at 2-2. So they, they I'm not I'm not gonna do the test they have they been tested type of thing because they're in the playoffs. These playoff games are you're getting tested in the playoffs. All right, you're going to the free clinic. In the playoffs against the, the Minnesota Timberwolves, yes, it's a playoff game. Look out! Look at all the upsets in the playoffs. SV three. Look at all the upsets in the playoffs. Like, do I think Minnesota was great? No. Do I think they presented some matchup problems against the the Nuggets? Yes, because they they had the Gobert and Towns, but like that pairing it didn't work for most of the season. But they're a matchup problem with with those two. They had a guy like Anthony Edwards who could get really hot. The the Suns, you know, okay, Chris Paul gets hurt. But Chris Paul gets hurt every single playoff season. It seems hey, like what, what are you gonna do? Taxes Chris Paul chokes. <laughs> That's what we're talking about here. De- DeAndre Ayton, you know, just turns into DeAndre Ayton. He doesn't wanna he doesn't wanna uh engage, he doesn't wanna be aggressive. It's not, it's not the Nuggets' fault that DeAndre Ayton's playing like this. Devin Booker was on like an all-time heater for a couple of games there. They had to deal with that. Kevin Durant is allegedly still Kevin Durant. We got to have a conversation about Kevin Durant. Dude, yes, we do. We do. We do have to have that conversation of, is Kevin Durant ever going to be a top five player again? I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. When you're not even the best player on your team, again, in your career, uh, in my opinion, he was the best player in the NBA Finals, but I would say even the two championships that he got in Golden State, Steph was sometimes the best player in he some of these playoffs. He joined a seventy-three win team like a little bitch. That's what he did. No, I'm not giving him any credit for that. I'm not giving him credit at all for that. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. That's fair. That's fair to me. But yeah, I could have joined that team and just sat on the bench and won a ring. 
You could have hit a shot. You could have hit yeah, a shot. Yeah, they're gonna leave me open. I'm white. I can shoot a little. Got the they're gonna leave me open all the time. Got the jumper. He got the Jimmy. J- Jeremy <laughs> with the Jimmy. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. I, I think I think that we really have to have that conversation. Is he a top five player anymore, or is he going to be? I don't think not, so. No, no, no. He's not top five anymore. He, he's not. I still my my Kevin Rand. Kevin Rand. Kevin Durant hatred aside, I still like watching him play basketball. He's an aesthetically yeah. pleasing basketball player. Top five though. No, if I'm looking to build a team, I'm taking Steph at this point yeah. over Durant. I'm definitely taking Giannis. I'm, yes. I'm definitely taking Jokic. Jokic. I'm definitely taking Luka. You can say what you want about him, but Luka I take LeBron. is still a better player. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron at this eight. I yeah, two, I'm taking I got two LeBron. more years. I got two, three oh, yeah. more years. I'll take that. I'll take that over yeah. Steph. Uh, Kevin Durant, I don't even know if he's going to be on the court. LeBron, <laughs> LeBron, LeBron playing with a, with a, with a, with a sore foot. I can't I can't trust yeah. Kevin Durant to be on the court that often. Can't trust Kawhi Leonard to be on the court that often. So they are out of that top five conversation. Yeah, I'm taking if we're talking one season, by the way. Because if you're talking long term, then I'm like, well, yeah, I'm taking like Shea over Durant yeah. because I'm I got Durant maybe one or two seasons. I got Shea for a decade. So I take Devin I take Booker Shea? over over Kevin yes. Durant. Right oh, now. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Durant, I don't think it's top five. At this point, he's still very good. I'm not going to sit here and completely hate on the guy. He's still a very good basketball player. But these last two seasons in the playoffs, what what's he done? It, it hasn't been great for him. It has not been great. Boston completely shut him down in uh, that series against Brooklyn. He didn't do anything in that series until like game four when they were down 3-0. Like, all right, thanks for showing up, KD. He wasn't he wasn't bad in games three and four. You know, Devin Booker did a lot of the heavy lifting, but Kevin Durant made his shots. His efficiency wasn't Kevin Durant like. He was series, better than than Devin in Game Six. Devin Booker man. just he slowed down. Usage yeah. rate is slowed him down at that point. So he it just wasn't wasn't a good wasn't a good performance from from Kevin Durant. He's older. He's got all the injuries and everything. Still very good. But yeah, he's not top five anymore. And the only reason he has two titles is because he took the easy path and he joined a team with 73 friggin' wins instead of what's he done when he's taking the hard path? And OKC, he was there. If he doesn't shoot like shit in game six against the Warriors, maybe they win that game. It's the most haunting game in my playoff in my basketball fandom is Kevin Durant. For in his prime, mind you, for some reason can't hit a friggin' shot in an elimination game, in a closeout game, game six. Awful. Goes to the Nets, destroys that franchise, wins like one playoff series with them. Goes to the Suns, wins one playoff series against a depleted Clippers team. Where if the Clippers are healthy, I don't, I don't know if they. I don't know if they win that series. I don't know if they win that series. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they. I don't think they win that series, and that's why I try to tell all you Phoenix Suns fans, you guys are all getting gassed up when you got Kevin Durant like, oh, we're we're going to the championship again. We're going to the championship again. I told y'all in 2021, Chris Paul would choke. 
Y'all were up 2-0 against the Milwaukee Bucks, and you choked, and Chris Paul didn't deliver for y'all, and then y'all choked again with Chris Paul getting injured in the playoffs, which is about as often it happens every year. It's like Santa Claus. Santa Claus is coming to town, and Chris Paul's going to get injured in the damn playoffs again. That's all that always freaking happens. DeAndre Ayton turning into DeAndre Ayton too much. Can't even move. He's a freaking cone out there. Can't get a rebound. Getting out-rebound by Chris Paul in some of these damn games. Devin Booker, he's the only one. He's the only one who can save face from this whole damn team. That's all your team was, was four players, and y'all thought y'all was going to win a championship. No team has only been three or four players won a championship. Even Miami, when they had the big three, they had to they had to wait another year before they built an actual team around the big three before they won a championship. Y'all were too cocky. Y'all got what y'all deserved, and now you don't even got your coach of the year. Don't even got Monty Williams. Monty Williams going to go to the Milwaukee Bucks and get more out of the Bucks than he ever did out of the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns is a damn joke. They're never going to win a championship in some of your damn lifetimes. Chris Paul, never going to win a damn championship. Not a top five and not a top five point guard in my opinion because he always chokes, always gets injured. A lot of vitriol. A lot of vitriol there no because, you were holding because, all that in no uh, no, no 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 D- you were holding yeah, all the, that in for a shock it's not just a shock it's not just a shock <laughs> all you phoenix suns fans are the some of the biggest haters to the lakers fans we haven't got to the eastern conference but please believe the knicks the knicks gonna get this same this same heat and vitriol because the knicks fans <laughs> is some of the biggest haters to the lakers if you hate on the lakers you get what you deserve i gave the same treatment to the clippers because clipper fans living in the projects across the street from the golden luxury mansion y'all want to talk all that trash and now look at y'all look at you oh we won we won 10 straight against the lakers in the regular season the regular season the regular season this ain't the regular season boy this ain't this ain't kansas anymore dorothy oh man oh man um uh, Monty Williams getting fired is very unfortunate. Coach killer Kevin Durant comes in there, gets Steve Nash fired, get getting Monty Williams fired after half a season. I thought they would give him a little bit of a of a leash to start a season, but I will say I, I kind of respect that. Look, if you don't think this guy is the the guy to to lead your team into next season, go ahead and get the the new guy in there instead of being having him as a lame duck of like, okay, well we need you to really show something here the new and it's a new owner the owner likes to get their coach their players and their and everything like that so i i I get it but money williams did a good job with that team he helped uh, along with chris paul like lead a turnaround when it comes to that team and kevin durant by all accounts seemed to like money williams um so money williams was when uh okc they they got along and everything but my williams fired that'd be a good pickup for for milwaukee phoenix has got they got some questions during the offseason. I think their best option, if possible, is to trade DeAndre Ayton. What they get for DeAndre Ayton, I don't know. But I do think just even if you get two good role players for, for him, I don't think you're getting like a, a fourth star or anything. But if you get two good role players, you still got, assuming Chris Paul is back, you still got Durant and Booker. You just need guys who can kind of defend and, and hit shots. That's your offense 
right there. Those are the guys who are going to have, you need a big to replace Aiton, but those are the guys who are going to have the ball in, in their hands. So you just need a low maintenance, big, like a Clint Capella type guy, a rim protector who can, can catch lobs and just do a little bit around the rim. You don't need a guy who wants the ball and wants to be part of the offense like DeAndre Ayton uh, wanted to be and maybe deserves for as high as he was picked and, and for as much promise he had and everything. So I think I think if they can, they trade Ayton in the offseason to try to just add a little bit of depth and more pieces that fit around their three of Paul, Durant, and Booker. I, people are saying get Chris Paul out of here. I He's got a player option, doesn't he? Yeah. I, he, ain't, he ain't declining that. It, Coming it, off it, this injury, his age... Yeah. I'll look signed, it up to, to confirm. He signed, but... that new, he signed that new deal after they went to the NBA fight finals. So I think that Chris Paul, you, you have to hold, I think you have to hold on to him for now, depending on how you do on the first half of the season. Maybe you think about putting him out on the market for uh, a trade during the trade deadline, depending on how you do in the first half of the season. But I agree with you. I think you trade DeAndre Ayton, you get two role players, a no maintenance big and preferably uh, a point guard who can come off the bench and sometimes start for when Chris Paul inevitably gets injured. Well, they thought they had that in campaign, but he was a little bit banged up this season. He had a great game well, in so. game six, though. Yeah. So give him that. Uh, so Chris Paul's contract is is a partial guaranteed contract at $30 million. Um, I don't know how this works with, with trade because the NBA salary cap is just a um, – is 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 a myth basically it, it's a uh recommendation of what what you should do and then teams always find a way around it and spend over it and things like that so it's partially guaranteed i don't know you know 30 million for a 38 year old point guard who has a lot of miles on his body who just doesn't hold up in the playoffs i don't know who's taking on somebody will somebody because like, if russell westbrook's contract can get traded multiple times at some point, Chris Paul's Chris Paul's contract, when it looked not great, got traded. So like it can probably get traded, but you're getting diminishing returns off of that. And it might just be better if you're if you're Phoenix of just like look, people, players seem to like Chris Paul. We know Kevin Durant has a good relationship with Chris Paul. Devin Booker and Chris Paul have built a good relationship. Just keep them and, and try to get whatever you can out of these final couple of years. Aiton is the guy who actually has some value and that's the guy you need to try to try to trade to build a team around these three. If there's a d- good deal out there for Chris Paul, then yes, do it. I just don't know what that deal is, who's going to take on that money, what you're getting in return for him, because you got to basically trade money for money. And this So it's not like you're going to save money by trading him. I don't feel like any team is going to use their cap space on just a 38-year-old Chris Paul at that contract. Whoever has the cap space in the first place, like, yeah, we'll we'll take this $30 million contract. Like, it's got to be money for money. So, like, if you're uh, Dallas, like, I, I I think, you know, Kyrie has uh, got some type of option anyway. But if you're Dallas, is like, okay, Davis Bertans has money you can line up. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. has money you can line up. Like, is that trade worth it for, for Chris Paul? Probably not. Like, oh, I don't know if any team is going to, you know, trade out money like that or use their cap space like that. I just don't know what value Chris Paul has. 
Yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough sell for a 38 year old who has not been reliable when they get deep into the playoffs. But all of that withstanding, can't deny that the Nuggets just proved themselves to be the much deeper team. They got contributions from pretty much everyone outside of Jokic as well, with uh, Jamal Murray, who is still a little bit inconsistent, but he's uh, he looks like he's back. To, he can have those games where he looks like Bubble Murray. Uh, then you got MPJ, who's been pretty consistent. As well as far as his his scoring, uh, KCP had a monster game from what he usually contributes in Game Six. So there's a lot of different uh, matchup problems that they present for the for the Lakers, but I think we also present some matchup problems for them as well. I think this is going to be a deep series. I see it going six or seven games, and I think I think the, if the Lakers want to get it done, they got to get it done in six games. But if it goes seven, I think the Nuggets probably got it. That's as unbiased as you're going to get from me right there. Oh, you were frozen for, the, okay. for a second there. I was like, yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, I kind of thought it was my internet or yours. Yeah, I was like, is it me? Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into the the Nuggets and, and Lakers series. So you're, you're going – of course, Lakers in, in six. And look, at this point, like I can't even say it's a biased pick. Like I'm sure plenty of people are going to pick the Lakers. I'm going Nuggets in six. Uh, one, it's sort of biased pick. Uh, look, I picked the Nuggets to, to make the finals. I picked them to win the title. I'm not going off of that right now. Everybody, when it was 2-2 against Phoenix, oh, do you want to change? No, let's, I don't do that. I stick with my prediction. I got no reason to go off the Nuggets, who are the best team in the Western Conference all season. Everything I said about the Nuggets has become true. Is it not Jokic, the way he's playing? I I touted the KCP and the Bruce Brown pickups. I was like, these are the guys they need. These are good veteran role players who fit this offense, who play hard on defense and do the little things you need for this team to get over the hump. I still love those pickups Jokic we'll, we'll, we'll do some Joel Embiid slander here in a second Jokic is playing the best basketball of his career the absolute best basketball of his career for you know built for the playoffs and all this stuff definitely built for the playoffs Jamal Murray a little inconsistent but can still give you those big games can still contribute as a playmaker if his shot isn't always falling Michael Porter Jr. can get really hot and, and can just knock down six triples in a game and just shoot them complete, shoot the other team completely out of a game. Defensively, still a little bit of a liability. Aaron Gordon contributes on both ends. I love the makeup of this Nuggets team. I loved it at the start of the season, and that's why I picked them to win the title. It was a team that their core had been together. They'd been through some hardships, thought they could stay healthy, and so far they have. This would be the year they get over the hump. So I'm sticking with the Nuggets, and I think the Nuggets in six. Now, I will praise the Lakers, SV3, because I see well, it look on I, your I, face. I, so. I, I did want to say, the last two times the Denver Nuggets played the Los Angeles Lakers in the conference finals, we won the whole thing. I'll, I'll just say. I, yeah. Look, I, I've seen that little history nugget uh, that, that's out there. Different teams. And I realized the bubble was only a couple years ago. That doesn't count. doesn't matter. Um like, it matters. I, I it no, matters. It it pro- this year proves it matters. How? I keep I see I see people keep saying this. Oh, this validates the bubble. How? Does. How does it validate the bubble? It does. 
explain to me how it validates the bubble. Nobody can explain it. They're just saying it. You you tried to deny the bubble wasn't the hardest playoffs because the Los Angeles Lakers were supposed to have home court the entire time and they had to play on the road and still, still beat the Denver Nuggets. Still, still won the NBA championship. And it's all the cores is still there. You got the Lakers still got LeBron and AD. You got the you got the Denver Nuggets still got Jamal Murray, MPJ, and Jokic. You still got the uh, Miami Heat who got Jimmy Butler and uh, Bam out of Bayou and Coach Bo still there. And you got the Boston Celtics who still got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart. So they got most of their they the probably the most of all that proves that it, it it is true it is true the bubble counted the bubble mattered and this validates it i'll say this i'll say this whoever wins the title this year and it could be the lakers it could be they should get two rings then they should get two rings the lakers should concede their goofy ring and the winner of this year's NBA Finals, they get two rings. If the bubble, if the bubble matters and this validates it, then give them two rings for winning this year. Now this, now this, it what? was the the ring we got in 2020 is not any different than the ring we got in 2010. The ring we got in 2009 is just a different design, same makers. It's from the NBA. It matters. It validated this this year. They give them two rings. Boston and Miami. Give them two rings. Boston and Miami. This is the third third time in four years they've been in the the conference finals. You're telling me the bubble didn't matter? It showed us. It showed us who Miami was. And Miami has has pulled through the greatest eight seed in the NBA playoffs since, since the 99 Knicks. Boston Celtics been a perennial one or two seed the last four years. How are you going to deny yeah. all of this? How are you going to yeah, deny all this? The Lakers overcame 2-10, 2-10 to come back. And we just didn't, we need Rob Palenka. Don't do what you did in 2020 where you broke your team up. Put it together. Keep it together. Pay Austin Reeves all the monies, all the monies he wants. Give him two rings. But, but where's your praise for the Los Angeles Lakers? I'm sorry. Go, from, go from titty boy to two rings. That's what we need off of. Wasn't that Two Chains name before it came? Two Chains was like Titty Boy. Titty something. Boy. Am I am I making this up? I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. What that. was it? Hold on. <laughs> What's Two, two Chains old name? Yeah, before he was Two Chains, it was. was it was. Boy. It was Titty Boy. See, <laughs> that's why I changed it to Two Chains. <laughs> titty Boy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I see that now. T-I-T-Y-B-O-I. So go from booty boy to two rings. Just like titty boy to two chains. Okay? That's what that means we would have three rings. I'm I'm aware with that. (laughs) Okay. Praise for the Los Angeles Lakers. Like they were great against the Warriors. I'll give them that. LeBron James, uh, he he locked in when he needed to lock in. He doesn't need to be 40 point LeBron James anymore. He can be 30, 10, and 10. LeBron James, and he's still great. He still controls the game at a level that maybe no one in history has has done with the the way he with the way he scores, with the way he passes, with the way he gets others involved. Like he is just great 
at setting the table and controlling the game for himself and for others. Anthony Davis, still a little inconsistencies defensively, though. Defensively, he's playing arguably the best I've ever seen him play, and that includes the bubble. Um, offensively, can still have some in- inconsistent games, but they're definitely going to need him defensively against Nikola Jokic because Jokic right now might be the most, I mean, as far as bigs go, I don't know how you're stopping that guy uh, as a big, like with, with his footwork and his touch around the rim and just his overall shooting and his efficiency. He's very tough to defend. So they're going to need Anthony Davis to be a great one-on-one defender because Anthony Davis has done well as like a, a shot blocker sliding over, affecting shots and everything. You look at the bigs Anthony Davis played. Who's the big on Memphis? Jaron Jackson? That that's that's who he was going up against. The Warriors, Kavon Looney, Draymond Green. These ain't scores. Jaron Jackson a yeah. little bit, but more as like an outside guy. Jokic is gonna be by far the toughest score, one-on-one score he's had to go up against. Um and look, Davis is the is the best defender Jokic has gone up against. Sorry, yeah. Ruby Gobert, but <laughs> you know, overall Davis is a, a much more um, much more diverse defender than than Rudy Gobert is. Yeah. So what? What? I think the difference in the mat in that matchup between Anthony Davis and Nikola Jokic is we know that Jokic is so consistent on offense. We also know that Anthony Davis is so consistent on defense. The key is we have to have the Anthony Davis whose offense is better than Jokic's defense because outside of his team record the last two seasons, the reason why I didn't say Jokic was the MVP the last two seasons, not this season, this season he was, and ironically he didn't win it, but the last two seasons is because he's not a great defender. He's not a great defender. I don't think he can. I don't think, I don't think Nikola Jokic can be considered the best player in the league if you're not elite on defense and he just hasn't been. So it has to be Anthony Davis proving that his okay, offense this, is better than Jokic's defense. This is a dumb argument of, okay, he's not elite. So Steph Curry can't be, when he was on his heater, he can't be the best player in the league because he couldn't defend. Steph Curry couldn't defend. Steph, Steph could defend. Steph could defend. Steph he averaged like two. He see. He averaged like two steals a game. Okay, I watched enough Russell Westbrook during his OKC days where he gambled for steals and he jumped passing lanes and everything's like, oh, Russell Westbrook plays hard. Look at his steal numbers. Russell Westbrook would just sit there and get beat off the ball all the time and get beat on the ball all the time too because he didn't care. But he take enough gambles and he had enough good instincts to where yeah, he could get some steal numbers. And everything. Jokic, I'm pretty sure Jokic has like halfway decent numbers if you just want to look at that. But everybody calls him a bad defender. Yeah, Steph could get steals and stuff. I, I didn't say he was a defender. I didn't say he was a bad defender. I just said he's not elite. Not okay. Steph wasn't elite. Steph wasn't an elite defender. Okay. But Steph Steph has some ridiculous seasons, man. And his team Jokic is, is having ridiculous seasons. And, and his team won 73 games. When he did win 73, they won 69 games. This is the first season that I said. I have I said there's no debate. Jokic should have won the MVP because his team actually delivered and he was the catalyst for it. Here's the dumb thing about elite defense and, and things like that. One, Jokic is a good team defender. And, you know, if you can, if you have a good enough scheme to where you can mask 
the the deficiencies of your star player on defense and he can play within that scheme, you're doing good. Joel Embiid, great defender, right? Jason Tatum cooked that man, cooked him, and he was hunting out Joel Embiid. Great defender, he elite defender. He can't Joel guard Embiid. The, can't, get, can't guard the perimeter. Not like Anthony Davis. Okay, then he's not an elite defender then if he can't guard the perimeter. He, if he just slides over and shot blocks. In the inside, on the inside. Oh, okay. I If your offense is so good that your defense just needs to be serviceable, which Jokic is, then fine. That's all you need. That's all you need. Steph Curry's offense is so good. He just needs serviceable defense within the team scheme, and that's more valuable than friggin' Caldwell Pope, who's a good defender and just kind of hits threes and everything. That's the offense is so good. Defense just be serviceable within the team. That's all that matters. Hey, it's I'm gonna sorry. be a seven footer who can't average one block a game is pathetic to me. He it's doesn't pathetic. need to. It's he pathetic. doesn't need to. Pathetic on defense. He doesn't need to. It's a different type of scheme. He's not there to be a rim protector. He's not there to slide over. Imagine and block if he shots. was though. He would be the best. He would be by far. There would be no that's, debate against him. That's not their scheme. That's not what they want out of him. That's not his strength. So why do it? It's dumb. Oh, let's turn him into a a, a shot blocker just because he's seven foot tall. No, that's stupid. That's very dumb to do that. You play within the strengths of the team. And that's what they do with Jokic. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. We'll see. We shall see. We shall see how it transpires. But we do have to talk about the Eastern Conference and the pathetic performance by the Philadelphia 76ers. Real quickly on the Nuggets. I was actually not done praising the Lakers. SP3. Oh, I, th- I thought you were done because you never got to the praising, really. I was trying to, and then you had to defend Anthony Davis because, you know, top five MVP candidate, Anthony Davis, if I say one wrong thing about him, I didn't even say anything wrong about him. I just praised Jokic too much. And then you had to come over here with your Davis uh, boosting. Like a, the, the Davis signal went off of like, wait a second. You weren't talking about Anthony Davis? Like those people on Twitter of like, I like pancakes. You mean you hate waffles? Huh? <laughs> no, it's a different statement. All I'm saying is Jokic is great. Wait, does this mean Anthony Davis is not great? No. He is. He's a great player. He's going to have to be great this series. Jokic is going to have to be great. I don't want to simplify this series, but it legitimately may just come down to who is better between Anthony Davis and Nikola Jokic. It legitimately may just come down to that. The rest of the uh, Lakers. One, LeBron. LeBron still, if he's not the second best player on the court, because on some nights he can be better than than Davis, I think Jokic is going to be the best player on the court on most nights. Uh, then it might be Davis or LeBron. And then whoever's not two out of that will probably be three. Jamal Murray is going to have to be consistent and very good. 
role players on both sides are going to have to, you know, they're going to have to do what they did in, in the last round. This is a series where, you know, we're going to get a Caldwell Pope revenge series. It's like, wait, yep. you traded me for Russell Westbrook? Huh? What happened here? Like, we're going to get Caldwell Pope revenge. Is Michael Porter Jr. going to step up? Is D'Angelo Russell? Like, we thought the Warriors could expose D'Angelo Russell a little bit defensively, and it didn't really happen. Credit to the Lakers for their game planning. Credit to, you know, the Warriors just missing shots that maybe they, they probably would have liked to hit. It's going to be, it's a different beast going up against uh, the Nuggets offense where they are rolling right now. They don't have Clay Thompson breaking a bunch of shots. They don't have Jordan Poole breaking a bunch of shots. Like they're, they're, all their guys are hitting right now. Maybe they, maybe they get cold, but the Warriors do, or the, the Nuggets do a much better job of not just shooting threes, jacking up threes. They make a lot of cuts to the basket, get a lot of easy baskets because Jokic is such a good playmaker and Murray is a very good playmaker. Uh, so D'Angelo Russell is going to have to be even more aware defensively than he was against the Warriors. Um, I like I like the Nuggets in six. I, admittedly, I'm kind of a coward in that I think the Heat and the Celtics go seven, and I don't want to pick two seven-game series because that doesn't seem like it's going to happen. So that's why I'm going six for the Nuggets. Should be a really great series, though. And it won't surprise me if, if the if the Lakers win in six or even seven. It really won't. This Lakers team, you know how much I believed in them since the trade deadline. I loved all those moves. They got the right role players around LeBron and Davis. LeBron's playing great. Davis is playing great. I hope above anything, I don't really, even though I picked the Lakers or the Nuggets to, to win the title, I want good, healthy, competitive basketball. I don't want injuries marring this series i want everybody to be healthy and i want just the better team to win this series so i'm going yes, nuggets you don't you don't laugh at concussions like steven no that oh that that was Charles well, I felt, yeah that was O'Neal. terrible horrible it's horrible they shouldn't even be allowed to talk about the nba anymore we can question the the uh durability of players we'll crack jokes about oh Kawhi can't stay healthy davis can't stay healthy. Any concussion stuff like that, it's not funny. And even just when guys get hurt, like, okay, oh, we can't stay healthy. Ha, ha, ha. But, like, it's not fun to see these guys get hurt. We, we want to watch the best players play. Like, it's it's not fun to be like, oh, the Clippers. What could have been with the Clippers? We deal in the reality of, like, well, these guys get hurt. It always happens. But these are not funny stories of, Ah, Paul George got hurt. LOL. Can't stay healthy. Look at him. Just he walks and he gets injured. Anthony Davis needs a wheelchair. LOL. It's not fun. I want to see the best players play in in the most competitive games. I think as basketball fans, that's what we all should be rooting for. Yes. Just because I say Kawhi Leonard is is unreliable, I don't laugh at his injuries. That is just wrong to do. Learn uh, from Louis, that, Stephen A. Smith. Louis Louis Villa says, uh, "Late church, did y'all get to Blicky Rubio yet?" Yeah, we we've uh, said said a few things with him. He's got a, he's got, he's got to get better friends. He's got to something's got to happen. What what are they suspending him from? By the way, you ain't allowed to the bowling party or anything he, like he, the, he the Memphis bowling Carter. party. He needs Coach Carter. He needs Coach what? Carter in his life. I just want to know what there's. You can't come to the draft party tonight, the lottery party tonight, the draft party in a in a couple of months. Like that's what they're suspending him from. 
Dylan Brooks, he's he's not back under any circumstances. Dylan Brooks just talked a bunch of shit and didn't make shots. John Morant is out here like actually getting into some shit. And it's like you're just suspended from team activities. Once you once you, you know, correct yourself, we can get you back in. Dylan Brooks, like, no circumstances. Don't matter. You're just not coming back at all. He still thinks he's Lope Dog from Don't Be a Menace in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. He literally, he there was no reason. He's just uh, having fun on IG Live and had to, he didn't even have the gun in his hand to start off the video. He did it. He, he just pulled it out. out. <laughs> what you know we he's doing? recording. What are we doing? His friend at least, you know, just did hand signals like, oh, okay, sure. Like, and he was like, he was like, no, no, we need the real thing. Yeah, we, we need to not. You ain't getting on camera anymore. On but this, the, it was very quick too. Somebody had to like really slow that thing down. Yeah, but he, you you could tell his friend knew that he he messed up yeah. because his friend just put the put the camera down. But the best tweet that I saw was uh someone saying that you know NBA thought that they had the next gen rivalry with Zion Williamson and John Morant. One got it. A one a obesity, obesity got one of them, and a gun got the other. You can't get more American than that. That's the best tweet that I saw. Man, that's a shame that those that Zion can't stay healthy, and that Ja just can't stay out of his own way at this point. Uh, Tom talked rubbish. Says thank you for being nice people. Well, I mean, personally to each other, yes. What we're about to say about uh, certain members of a team in Philadelphia probably will not be so nice. So here we go, SP three. Game five, after game five, which uh, really is game four, sorry. Game four, where Jalen Brown made the mistake, helped off of uh, James Harden in the corner. James Harden hit the shot. Sixers win, tie the series at 2-2 instead of being down 3-1. Game five, at home, Boston looked very, very lifeless. Very, very lifeless. Lost that game, down 3-2. Game six, Jason Tatum just completely no-showed for, I, I mean, 40 minutes of a 48-minute game. Like, just did did not happen. Uh, didn't, didn't, wasn't there. And the Sixers were about six minutes away from going to the conference finals. They're about six minutes away. And then Jason Tatum decided, you know what? I'm just not going to miss a shot the rest of the series, entire series. He went off. At the end of game six, saved Boston season, got them to a game seven, and game seven was not close. It was close by the half. And it yeah. seemed like maybe, maybe the Sixers, oh, we didn't get anything out of Harden and Bead in the first half, much like the Celtics didn't get anything out of Tatum the first half of game six. And then Tatum decided to come back around in at the end of uh game six. Like maybe Harden and Bead will show up for the second half of game seven. It's a five-point game. It was tied within a couple minutes of the third quarter in game seven. And they continue to get nothing out of Harden and Bede. And Jason Tatum decided, you know what? I'm not even going to give him a chance. Jalen Brown decided, I'm not even going to give him a chance. Al Horford, OKC legend, bounce pass legend. Al Horford decided, I ain't letting Joel Embiid get his shit off. <laughs> and the Boston Celtics blew out the 76ers in game seven. And like they seem to do, every single year sb3 like doc rivers does legitimately every year i thought this stat was 
fake. I thought it was fake when I saw this stat. Of, I'm going to pull it up. I want to be correct on this. 17 and 33 when he has a chance to clinch a series. When he is when he has three wins in a series. 3-1, 3-2. I think he's blown a 3-0 lead. Give him some time. Give him some time. 17 and 33. I'm thinking to myself, that's just not possible. That's just a fake stat because it's not possible. It's possible. All praise Doc Rivers for doing what feels like it should be impossible. James Harden, James Harden shows up for two games, wins game one without Joel Embiid, win, helps win game four, where he played great, hit the big shot. And then after game four, he was okay in game five. He he did some good things in game five. Game six and seven, I don't know where he was. No showed. No points in the fourth quarter of these games. Here's another stat for you, SP3. Fourth quarter stats in their last three playoff games for Philadelphia. James Harden, zero points. Ben Simmons, five points on five free throws. Ben Simmons got to the line. I mean, he was kind of hacked, but Ben Simmons scored more in the fourth quarter in his last three playoff games than James Harden has. And they ran Ben Simmons out of town because he was passing up dunks in the final minute of playoff games. And you saw hey, Ben, Simmons, ben Simmons, Simmons watching the game. He was watching the oh, game. Yeah, he had on the glass of wine. Yeah. But Ben Simmons may never win a playoff series in the rest of his career, but I'm here for all the pettiness <laughs> of that stuff. I'm here for it. James Harden just does what James Harden does. And I, the narratives are out there. I would like for these guys to, you know, rewrite it, but they ain't doing a good job of it. They're writing the same damn story every year. And now, SB3, now let's have a conversation about your MVP, the man you vouched for for two years to win the MVP, the man they gave the participatory MVP to this year they felt bad for this man like well we can't give it to Jokic for a third straight year even though it's clearly him even though he's even better this year than he's been the past two years because we've already given him the MVP award two MVPs he didn't deserve what were what were the arguments for Joel Embiid one he cried about it so they felt bad for him you know he's a he's a little baby like here you go here's your MVP pacifier Joel Embiid here, you can have this. It's okay. We're sorry. We're sorry Jokic is actually better. Oh, the playoffs. What is what has Jokic done in the playoffs the past two years as the MVP? What has he done? Oh, we lost in the second round. Oh, we lost in the first round when they didn't have Jamal Murray. Oh, Jokic just isn't performing in the playoffs. We got to give it to Embiid. Because Embiid's going to make it happen in the playoffs. Even though he can't get out of the second round himself. And his victories over the the depleted the depleted Nets, who were a sixth seed thanks to half a year from Kyrie and Kevin Durant. That's the only reason they were a sixth seed. They weren't a playoff team otherwise. And his other victories were against the Toronto Raptors, who were a shell of themselves last year. And then who will he beat the 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 bubble? The Beal and Westbrook Wizards, who the Wizards are just always going to be in mediocre hell. They couldn't beat the Atlanta Hawks 
That Atlanta Hawks team was not good. That Atlanta Hawks team tricked y'all into thinking they were good because they beat the Sixers. And then the Hawks were like, wait, we actually got something here. Let's extend our timeline. We got this because we beat the Sixers. No, they tricked y'all over all of this. Let's give the MVP to Joel Embiid because don't worry, the playoffs, he's going to make it happen, everybody. MVP Embiid is going to show up. Where's MVP and beat now? And where's Nikola Jokic right now? Huh? One's in the conference finals. The other is asking for more help because him and James Harden can't do it all. They can't do it all in a game where they had help. That that quote was a little out of context, I will say. They they did try to say, like, hey, we know we gotta be better as well, but you know, let's not let facts get in the way of some good slander here. They got help. And get P.J. Tucker hit shots. P.J. Tucker actually made some shots. Maxi showed up. George's Nang. George's Dang was hitting shots. They got some help. De'Anthony Melton was playing well. They got some help on this. Tobias Harris. I he, he appeared. That man appeared, right? Embiid and James Harden no-showed in the biggest game Of the year. OKC legend Al Horford lock him down in the biggest game of the year. That's your MVP? That's the man you've been vouching for for two, three years? Of this is the MVP. This is the best big in the league. He cried his way into an MVP just like he cries his way into the fouls. Just how James Harden cries his way. They are insurance fraudsters. SP3. They are committing insurance fraud out here. Okay? That's it. That's what they are doing. That is what they're out here doing in the regular season. Is they's committing fraud. And they get everybody to buy into it. It's like, this is the year. Embiid, this is different for him. James Harden, this is the best team. He doesn't have to be the number one guy anymore. Embiid's the number one guy. James Harden could just be the playmaker. And hit shots. Look at the pieces they got around them. Daryl Morey, such a smart executive. Such a forward-thinking executive with these moves. Doc Rivers, he's going to get it together this year. They are frauds. They're out here committing fraud every single year. And they should be jailed for their crime. We need to audit this fucking team. All right? Regulate them. Audit them. Send them to the G League for the fraud they have committed for years and years. Get him out of here. You done now? Give Jokic his MVP that he <laughs> deserves. Give him his third MVP, you fucking cowards. No, they got a trade. They got a trade. Give to no. Joel last year and then no. Jokic you get this year. Should have Embiid. Joel Embiid's a wrestling fan, right? He's a DX fan. That's probably why, you know, he, he ain't he ain't winning yeah. anything. He stupidly thinks DX is better than L- NWO. Yeah, he's a, he's a fraud wrestling fan. He needs to go. He needs to show up to game one between the Lakers and the Nuggets. And he needs to hand that MVP over. He just needs to hand it over like he's Eric Bischoff handing over the world title to Triple H. And he said, I was wrong. I'm a fraud. This this is yours. You are the you are the real three-time MVP. 
You deserve this. You earned this. Until I can win uh, in the second round, I don't deserve this. I don't want to hear no more, no more Joel Embiid MVP. You got it. You got your you got your participatory MVP. You got your you got your crybaby MVP. No more of this. Win a second round series and stop falling on every play. Joel Embiid, ladies and gentlemen, is the only NBA regular season MVP to never make it to the conference finals. I thought that that was a trick stat. I thought, I thought, I thought no, nah, they, they definitely had made it. And then I thought about it and I was like, nope, 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 and nope, and nope. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's time to blow it up. It's, it's time to get rid of Doc. The, the Doc experiment, they thought it was going to push them to the next level. He's got the more wins in the regular season every year he's been there. I'll give him that, but he's just not the coach anymore. He he lucked into the big three Celtics, lucked into Ray John Rondo overcoming, you know, being a a, a, be, a a better player than his draft his draft number. But yeah, no, he's that not the Celtics not, team is put on the highest of pedestals. It's true. For one title. They one title. Won one title. And it's only they, because Paul, Paul Pierce had to use the bathroom in game one. <laughs> it's only because Paul Pierce had to use the bathroom in game one and the Lakers only had Kobe and Powell together for three months before the, the playoffs. Those are the two reasons why the Boston Celtics won their one championship with the big three. The... The LeBron and Davis Lakers, who I I have slandered plenty, who do not have, who who failed to make the playoffs a couple of years, who got in as a play-in team, and granted they would have been a seven seed regardless, but they got in as a play-in team. They have a fake ring that counts the same as these one title the Boston Celtics got that everyone is like. This is one of the best teams of all time. This is one of the greatest teams we've ever seen. They got the same amount of titles as the current Lakers with LeBron and Anthony Davis, who catch more flack than they probably deserve. And I feed into that. Man, yes, they you do. Troll. Man, I troll you with it. You know when I want to be unbiased and, and serious about this stuff. I, I will be. Uh, and they might, they might end up with more titles a month from now than that Celtics team. They got one title out of this. That's it. That's it. Yeah, one title, two NBA NBA finals. They were a good team, but I don't think they it should have gotten Doc Rivers all these passes that he has been getting. He choked for for the Clippers a whole bunch of years. He's choking with the with the Philadelphia 76ers. He he used to choke with the Orlando Magic. Yeah. It's it's a wrap. Just just let him go. If if Monty Williams, if Monty Williams loses his job after winning the coach of the year and getting his team to the NBA finals, then how does Doc Rivers keep his job? How does Nick Nurse win a NBA championship, win coach of the year, and lose his job? Doc Rivers deserves to be fired. How does uh but uh uh whatever his name is from the Bucks, I he won Boonholzer, he wins the championship. He's won a coach of the year. 
yeah, how does he lose his job and Doc Rivers keeps his? It doesn't make any sense. You got to get rid of Doc. You got to revamp this roster because if Joel Embiid and, and James Harden, they can't do it alone, despite the fact Tobias Harris had more points than either one of them. The fact that uh, Tyree Maxey, uh, he had more points than either one of them. How dare you? How dare that was the worst? That was the worst press conference I've seen from a reigning league MVP after his team got bounced out of the playoffs. That was the worst because it was just poor excuses, weren't thought out answers. This dude says it's a failure one minute, then tries to quote Giannis the next minute saying it's not a failure, it's roads to a success and stuff like that. Man, get the hell up out of here. Joel Embiid, you didn't deserve this year's MVP. You need to hand it over to Jokic. Jokic, you could hand him last year's MVP, however y'all no. want to do it. However no. y'all want to do it, y'all could do it that way. You could do it J- Jeremy's way, whatever you want to do. He didn't deserve it this year. It was a participation trophy. It's just. Jokic ain't got to hand over no MVPs because he correctly won it the past two years and he should have won it this year. But Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey, by the way, he's put on this executive pedestal because he may Daryl Morey is only good at campaigning for MVPs. That's it. He campaigned for the James Harden MVP and got that. He campaigned for the Joel MVP and beat MVP and got that. Otherwise, what has Daryl Morey done? What has he done? He ain't taken a team to he hasn't built a finals team. He hasn't built a championship team. He got close. He got close with the Rockets, but Chris Paul got injured. What you can do? Everybody liked the Sixers, but they can't get out of the second round. Daryl Morey ain't built a championship team. He's barely built a conference finals team. And yet he gets praised as his top executive. Tired of that team. And and the reason why Jeremy is so mad is because he said the Sixers was going to the finals. Oh, I forgot about that. But yeah. <laughs> I've been in all my nuggets. He's like, I'm just focused on the nuggets. I'm nuggets. just focused. I forgot about the other team from the East that I'm I really, I'm really, I look, my predictions are my predictions. Like, I try to sound smart and everything. Hey, you're, 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 doing, it, you're doing better than mine. Mine was Warriors and Bucks. They both bounced up out of here. Yeah. I'm okay like, with I, that because my Lakers <laughs> are the one that bounced them out, but hey. <laughs> This is true. Daryl Morey is popular with the analytics. I blame Bill Simmons for all this. Bill Simmons platformed him and put him way up here because he's good with fancy numbers and and things like that. You know what your fancy numbers don't tell you? Is who's going to show up in the playoffs when it's time for gut check. And the funny thing is, your fancy numbers do tell you that if you look at James Harden and he's still like, you know what? I like I, I I still like James Harden. I'm still gonna roll with James Harden, even though your fancy numbers tell you every single time in the playoffs his grifting doesn't work, and people catch on to his pyramid scheme basketball. And you know James Harden done he he shut up the naysayers with game one and game four, and then he just proved the naysayers. He does. He'll right have a again. good game. He'll have a good game, and people are like, oh, man, James Harden, if they can get this out of James Harden, they're going to win this series. And then they don't get it out of James Harden. And not only do they not get that out of James they don't get close to that. This man had, like, nine points in Game 7. Nine points? 
You're supposed to be one of the best scorers in the league. Joel Embiid, you can't get 20 points. You're supposed to yeah, like 17. You're supposed to be the MVP. Yeah. Jason Tatum, by the way, shout out to him. Steph Curry 51. broke the record. Yeah, Steph Curry broke the record. Jason Tatum's like, you can have that for a couple weeks. This is mine now. That's just mine now. He was like, I got I got this now. And yeah, yeah. They, this was a James uh, Jason Tatum kind of statement game because a lot of people were questioning if he was like the true leader of the Celtics. There's no question he's the best player on the Celtics. It's a question of, is he the leader? And he led them to a game seven win. And now he has to face another one of the guys who I think is one of the best leaders on the court for a team in Jimmy Butler. So and okay, let me just I, let, no, you went you went and ranted about the Philadelphia 76ers. Let me talk about these New York Knicks. Let me talk about these New York Knicks. Because I lived in New York pretty much my whole life. Had to deal with my mother. The reason why I'm not a New York Knicks fan is because my mother is a diehard New York Knicks fan. I remember when Patrick Ewan was playing, she used to tell me Patrick Ewan, one of the best centers she ever seen, best, best New York Knicks of all time. And every single time the New York Knicks even sniff the, the NBA playoffs, I have to deal. I, I, and you know, you know, my mom's not a not a bad Knicks fan. She just she just has faith in the team when she really shouldn't. You know what makes me sick? Cause the New York Knicks fans, if they sniff the playoffs, they all happy. They all hype them up and and and, and think that they're better than that they really are. But you know what happens even worse is when the New York Knicks ain't winning, their default is hating on good teams. That's all they can do. That's all they can do is just hate on good teams. It's disgusting. You, they got all this hate in their heart that they try to they try to cover up and hide behind a, behind a blanket of a false a false bravado. That's all they got is false bravado. They they was like, oh, we're versing the AC. We got this. We're gonna take this Nixon, Nixon, Nixon six. I, I had I had non-Knicks fans telling me the Knicks were still gonna win Nixon seven when they were down three-one. I'm like, have y'all watched this series? It's pretty clear that the Miami Heat is the better team. It's pretty clear that the Miami and the Miami Heat played to a level of this and then turned off the switch when it came to the NBA playoffs and have been playing like this. I told you at the start of the NBA playoffs, the one player in the Eastern Conference I wouldn't bet against, that I wouldn't deny, that I had faith in was Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is not the guy to play with, is not the guy to underestimate. And that's what the Knicks did. They thought they were all fine and dandy. Jimmy Butler got a got a, a twisted ankle in game one. They was like, oh, we got this now. We got this now. And what happened? You found out why Julius Randle is a former Laker great. He ain't a current Laker great. You found out why we got rid of Julius Randle. Because when the lights was on bright, Julius Randle, he got real small and then had a, the second place for the worst press conference comments of the year behind Joel Embiid when he said at the game four, yeah, they just want it more. What? What? You still got a chance to win? And you up here saying they want it more? Well, then, then just lay down. Lay down and die. Lay 
down and die. Every time the Knicks win a goddamn game at, at Madison Square Garden, you would think they won the NBA championship because these Knicks fans walk around with, with, with their chest up big. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got this. We got this. We got this. Yeah, it's all, it's all good in the hood. It's all good. Yeah, New York Knicks, orange and blue skies, all this nonsense. All this, all this ridiculousness. They got, they got Stephen A. Smith laughing at concussions, then putting on his red nose every time the Knicks win a freaking championship, acting like a goddamn clown on on ESPN. And then they put, and then they put the clown on display and say, "Chuck and Jive for me," like Booker T in two thousand three, saying, "You're just here to dance for us." When the Knicks lose, you gotta be up here and do the whole big. Oh, Make me disgusted. Make me sick. And you got Knicks fans mad at Stephen A. Smith. When y'all are worse. Y'all are worse. Y'all are worse. All you can do is hate on other teams. And then you expect people to want to root for y'all. That's why no one, no one should root for the Knicks. Because they are disgusting fan base. This is someone that has lived in New York his whole life. The Knicks fan base is one of the most disgusting fan bases of of all the teams. Of all the teams. They are so, they are so, they go left so quick. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They, they have this false bravado then they hate on other teams. They hate on their own team. They're just a haters. They are just haterade. That's what they sip on. They don't sip on Gatorade. They replace the Gatorade with haterade. While they're losing in game six, they were just sipping on the haterade. Like, who are we going to hate on next? Oh, we're going to hate on the Lakers because the Lakers were a lesser seed, won less games than us, but are doing better than us. Y'all don't have any right to be hating on us. Y'all should shut up. Shut up and sit in the corner. Look it against the wall. Look against the wall, Nick fans, because you don't got nothing to say. You didn't do better than us. You didn't do nothing. You won one series against a whole bunch of pups. You think you think Miami Miami Heat, they won a championship in 2012 against the Baby Thunder. You know why nobody really mentioned that? They just talk about the two championships they won overall, and then mainly they talk about 2013 because in 2013, they actually beat a real championship team in the San Antonio Spurs. But the Knicks, they will talk for the next year about them winning a playoff series against the Baby Cavs and then deny the fact that they lost against an eighth seed. They lost against an A seed that lost a playing game and had to win another playing game. The Knicks, pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. I saw that video after they won game five to make it three to two of the Knicks fans smoking on the Miami pack and everything's like, y'all are still down three, two going back to Miami. What are, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Knicks say, hang the banner. They won. They won a playoff round. Hang won the a playoff round. Yep. Playoff raise round. the raise the banner. Them, them and the Sixers just first round banners up in the rafters there. Bless them. Good luck to them. It says this sounds like targeted at a certain Knicks fan. Was it targeted? SV3? Were you talking no. about a certain Knicks fan? No, no. no I don't no, think no. you were. My, my it's good, really friend, the whole fan base. Yes, my good my good yeah. friend, one of my one of my good friends, probably the person who is most responsible for the True Hill Heat, where where we are as a YouTube channel, Romeo. He's a big fat hater. 
he's a big fat hater, but I'm I am it's widespread. It's not just one certain Knicks fan. Knicks fans in general have a false bravado and are and their default if they're not bigging up the Knicks and having that false bravado, their default back to being a hater of the Lakers, of the Warriors. It don't matter who it is, they just target whoever they want for being a hate. That that's what they do. They just hate. They do. They do. It's it's really it's all it's all Knicks fans. I don't think it was a single out of Romeo at all. It's legitimately just look at Knicks fans on online. Yeah, look at that video where they're smoking on the Miami pack and they're like, oh, Jimmy Butler, don't you wish he came to New York? No, with Miami for a reason. He's back in the conference finals with Miami. No, absolutely not. So, and and, and uh, this is this is me and I and I Trey Jones. I don't know if you're from New York, but I will admit it. As a New Yorker, we are notorious haters. When when my Lakers wasn't doing well, you know what I was doing? I was hating on LeBron's Heat. That's what I was doing. I I was hating on LeBron's Heat when the Lakers weren't playing well. So I I, I am saying this from personal experience of living thirty years plus, nearly forty years in New York. That's what they do. All right, uh, Miami and Boston, give a prediction. Miami and seven. I, I'm i going to say Boston and seven, and I kind of admit that I, I'm just going to go against you because I think it's it's more fun if I do that. I do think Boston's the better overall team. Miami... I give them full credit for beating the Bucks. The Knicks is a good win. The Bucks, obviously, a very good win. No Tyler Hero, I think, is really going to show up in this series. I do think Boston's a little bit deeper. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have seemed to learn lessons from last year's playoff run. Here's why I I worry about the Celtics. One, they fuck around too much. They, they, they lost two games against Atlanta because they just decided to screw around. They even lost the games against the, the Sixers. Game one, they shouldn't have lost without Embiid there. And, and game game four, they shouldn't have lost. They just screwed around. They, they don't games. win close games. They don't win close games. And I think that this series is going to come down to a one or two possession games. And I have more faith in the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler than I do in the Boston Celtics. That's why. And it, that's the number two reason. The number one reason, I want it to be the bubble finals again to further <laughs> validate the bubble. And the number two. No, that's actually actually the one I said before is the number three. Because number two reason is I have more faith in the Lakers beating the Miami Heat over the, the Celtics. So those are the top three reasons why I'm going with Miami Heat in seven. The reason I I would be afraid of Miami is the reason why I didn't take Miami serious to start the playoffs is I ain't doubting Jimmy Butler at this point. Like that man is on a mission and he was that close to beating the Celtics last year on that dagger three that, that he, that came up a little short. If that goes in, they're going back to the finals on that. And he thinks about this stuff he this stuff eats at him when it comes to this and i think you're gonna see jimmy butler's already played at a at a high level these playoffs he might even have another level for this series against boston is it gonna be enough i don't know because jason tatum's at a certain level right now i think jalen brown's been the most consistent celtics player i don't think he's getting enough credit for how good he's been in the playoffs 
Uh, and then I do think, again, overall, uh, Boston has a, a more, it has a deeper team. So that would concern me uh, if, I, if I'm Miami. I like Boston in seven, uh, but I'm, if I'm a Boston fan, I'm, a, I'm definitely afraid of Jimmy. I think Spolster is a better coach as well, which is, you know, yeah. uh, not, not too uh, of a hot take. I think Spolster is the best coach left in the playoffs. I think just his track record just proves all of this. He is a fantastic, he gets the most out of a team that should not have beaten Milwaukee. Like on paper, that team should not have beaten Milwaukee. The Knicks, yeah, should, probably shouldn't be there. But he he's an outstanding, outstanding coach. So I'm going to I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Boston in seven. I hope the games are good. Last year the games were like very much rock fights and not always the most entertaining. I hope the yeah. games are good this year. Yeah, I think like uh, only like the maybe like the last two games of the series was actually uh close games. But yeah, I'm I'm hoping that it's more of a close series that it does come down to those one, two possession ball games because this is like the new main rivalry of the East. Three out of four years they meet in the conference finals. You got the star players with Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum playing the same position. So yeah, it just it just works out more. I think it would mean a little bit more if you don't was uh, still the coach, but uh, I think that Spo Spo is the better coach. So th- those factors, Spo is the better coach, and I think some of these games, Jimmy Butler will be the best player on the court. So that's why I got the Heat. We shall see. Uh, I, I like both the matchups in the conference finals. They start tonight. We also got the draft lottery um, tonight. I, I hope OKC wins. Don't think we will because our odds aren't good. I hope it's not Houston. I don't want Houston to, to get Wimbeniana. Um, yeah. No. I, I just hope it's anybody but Houston, which means Houston's going to win. The draft yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> all right. Before we bring on our pal, Cher Delaware, I promised, I didn't really promise anything, but I said, if we have time, I would give this man time. So unfortunately, Caden is here. Caden, hello. How you doing? I'm, t- I'm kidding. We actually don't have time today. I have to go. I have things to do. Our pal Cher Delaware is not even joining us today because we don't have any time. Uh, so apologies to Cher Delaware. I did message her and tell her that uh, I... I don't have time. We ran long because there was a lot to talk about when it came to basketball. And I, I do have to run though. SP3, let them know where they can find you at. Find me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. If you want to hear further of my thoughts on the NBA playoffs, check out the True Hill Heat Sports YouTube channel, True Hill Heat Check from yesterday with me and Romeo doing predictions and talking about the semifinals. We talked a little bit more about uh, John Moran and all his issues as well. And check out the True Hill Heat YouTube channel where my interview with Sammy Callahan is up right now. So True Hill Heat YouTube channel, True Hill Heat Sports. And thank you, Jeremy, as always. My favorite time of the week, FMC. LMC, Laker Morning Church. Great. Great as always. Uh, love this show every single week. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll talk about whatever goes on in this uh, this past week from the NBA. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about the, the lottery when the Oklahoma City Thunder win tonight. Um, and we, we will get back with the, the reality television and, and things Challenge like that. World we'll Championship final to, uh, is uh, this week. So we'll have we'll talk about the last two weeks of the Challenge World Championship. Go oh, there we go. Yeah, just a lot of basketball today. We had sermon from SB3. We had rants from myself and SB3. It was a big week in the world of basketball. A lot of slander to go around. 
in the world of basketball this week. Check out everything on Fight Flow Revoked, including Tag Talk with Haley and Kylie. Uh, Tag Team Wrestling apparently in the mud. Uh, but Fight Flow Revoked, check out Tag Talk. Check out In the Weeds. Check out, uh, it should be, I believe, a new new episode of New Japan Bread Club this week. Indeed with Mike and Reg. Uh, Joel and Kate at 8. Um, everything else we have going on. on Coexisting with Rob and Maggie. Everything in Fight Flow Revoked. We'll be back next week. New FMC, Talking Basketball, Reality Television, anything else. Bye, everybody. Talk to y'all later on.